You know, it's amazing how God orchestrates things. And I got so moved while we were singing a while ago. If you only knew what I knew, uh, how God works things, it amazes me that when you allow God, <clears throat> when he shows up, he does it in a confirming way. And I'm thankful that that's been the case today. I want to read from the book of John chapter 1. Tonight we will have service. Invite you to come back and enjoy a great night of worship. And uh, then you'll have the whole week to enjoy Christmas and your family. And I pray that you do that. And then when you get through, you'll come back and we'll get started on a new year. Amen. John chapter 1, I will begin reading with verse number 10. Read down through verse number 14. The scripture says, He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. But as many as received him, very important that you open your heart to him because it opens doors to your life that are transforming. Amen. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full, everybody say full, full of grace and truth. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. High five your neighbor and you may be seated. Don't miss. Amen. Well, it is once again that time of the year. And as most of you are aware, I, I love Christmas time. And uh, I am thankful that we have another Christmas to celebrate together. I know that there are many people who this time of the year is very stressful time. And it, it's natural that stressed out people eat more desserts. <laughs> because stress spelled backwards is desserts. And that being true, you have the best opportunity between Thanksgiving and Christmas to de-stress your life of any season of the year. Somebody ought to clap their hands and shout a praise for that. <laughs> Amen. An advertisement in a department store window said, make this Christmas one you'll never forget. Charge everything. A young lady's mother her office where she worked got a fax machine and the daughter suggested that their correspondences could be done by fax that would save a lot of money. But the mother 
being a little old-fashioned, thought that would not be the case. And even though it might have been a little faster and less expensive, she still continued to write letters and weekly mail them and pay the postage until Christmas. When her mother evidently picked up on how uh, technology could be a blessing and a help, and so she faxed a $100 bill to her daughter and said, Merry Christmas, darling. You're right. It is cheaper to fax than to mail. <laughs> Amen. I hope there's nobody like that in this place. Shocking fact, 39.2% of shoppers will purchase department store gift cards for friends and family. Followed by 33% of shoppers opting for restaurant gifts. But according to the estimates of the Journal of State Taxation, the typical American home has an average of $300 in unused, unredeemed gift cards. These cards are often misplaced, accidentally lost, thrown away, or only partially redeemed. And between 2005 and 2011, $41 billion in gift cards went unused. What a tragedy. But a greater tragedy is when we fail to embrace the greatest gift of all. Amen. The gift that keeps on giving. And I'm thankful tonight or this morning that we have the opportunity to celebrate that. Laying the humor aside, I do pray that the good tidings of great joy still stir your heart. I pray that Christmas is still filled with wonder for you. Because the the Christmas story is still the greatest story ever told. Unfortunately for many, they will overspend and under-celebrate this Christmas. I pray that somehow we have been saved from the pessimistic, jaded attitude of our world that no longer believes in miracles. And we fail to rejoice at the great joy that has come into our world. When I consider the reason for this season, I am amazed. I am filled with wonder. My heart overflows with joy, and most of all, I am thankful and glad that Jesus came into my world. Amen. The wonderful, wonder-filled message of Christmas is very personal. In Luke chapter 2, in three verses, three separate times, the angel announces how personal this event was. He said, for unto you is born this night and you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. John said it best though. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. But I love the message translation. And this is what the message translation says. And the word became flesh and blood. And moved into the neighborhood. Praise God. He moved into our neighborhood. 
Philip Yancey, writing about the times of Christ, said it like this. A succession of great empires tramped through the territory of Israel as if wiping their feet on the vaunted promised land. After the Assyrians and Babylonians came the Persians, and they were in turn defeated by Alexander the Great. And he was eventually followed by Antiochus Epiphanes, the Jews' worst villain until Hitler. Antiochus began waging war against the Jewish religion. He transformed the temple of God into a worship center for Zeus and proclaimed himself God incarnate. He forced young boys to undergo reverse circumcision operation and flogged an aged priest to death for refusing to eat pork. And in one of his most notorious acts, he sacrificed an unclean pig on the altar of the most holy place, smearing its blood around the entire temple sanctuary. Antiochus' actions was, was, he so incensed the Jews that they rose up in an armed revolt that celebrated every year at a holiday called Hanukkah. But their victory was short-lived. Before long, Roman legions marched into Palestine to squash the rebellion and appointed Herod the king of the Jews. And after the Roman conquest, nearly the entire land of Palestine lay in ruin. Herod was sickly and approaching 70 when he heard rumors of a new king born in Bethlehem. And soon howls of grief from the families of slain infants drowned out the angels' chorus of glory to God and on earth peace. The first century Israel, he said, was conquered and cowed and broken. And this was the neighborhood that Jesus chose to come to. Aren't you thankful that he came into your neighborhood as well? Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise this morning. Of the many wonders of Christmas, there in, and there are many of them, there are none more wonderful than the fact that he came into our neighborhood. Ugly, dark, hopeless, sin-filled, tattered, torn, fear-filled, troubled, vexed, angry, and so on. And yet he moved in next door. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to my world. He wasn't born in a palace because I wouldn't know how to uh, uh, associate with a palace. And he wasn't born with royal clothes. He was actually housed in a manger in a little barn or a cave because there was no room for him in the end. But he came anyway. When God created the world, he declared over it again and again, it is good. When he created man, he stepped back and said, oh, this is very good. This is the bearer of my image. 
But this world that God created to reflect his glory soon became tarnished and stained by sin. Sin entering into the world brought with it the ugliness of murder and hatred and violence. And it soon spiraled out of control and darkness filled the world. God could have done anything he wanted to do. If he did it once, he could have done it again. But what did God do? Scripture says, and he became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Praise God. You talk about an upgrade. The world got an upgrade that day when he moved into the neighborhood. When our world was broken beyond the ability to repair itself, God moved in next door. Dirty and sin-filled and unworthy, he came to reclaim it and he came to transform it. If there's a joy in my heart this morning, it is because of the transforming power of the Holy Ghost. I am so thankful today that one day at an altar, something happened in my life and I allowed him to come in and do what he wanted to do with me. And he changed me and he made me a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen. When this world was broken, God didn't abandon it. He invested himself even more fully than when he did creation by coming into it himself. Brokenness will not do with God for any of his creation. It is not to be the final stage of any of us. He came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. He moved in to the trash, to the filth, to the stench, to the hatred, to the violence, and all of the other things that go on in the neighborhood. But he came anyway. And because he came into our world, we are invited to come into his world now. And what we have enjoyed this morning, the presence of God, the peace of God, the joy of the Holy Ghost, the thanksgiving that has flowed out of our heart has come because of that morning, that evening, that night, whatever, however you want to view that story. He came into the neighborhood. Amen. The hope that we have this Christmas season is because he came into our neighborhood. Amen. He brought light to replace darkness. He brought peace to replace conflict. He brought joy to push out fear. He brought love to do away with hatred. He brought forgiveness to do away with sin. He brought restoration to take care of the brokenness. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming into my world. Thank you for moving into my neighborhood and not being ashamed of what I was and what I looked like. Hallelujah. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. If it had been technology, he would have sent a scientist. If it had been money, he would have sent an economist. If it had been pleasure, he would have sent an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness, and so he sent the Savior. Amen. Praise God.
this Christmas season, I have been reflecting over all that it means to me. And I have to tell you that because he moved into my neighborhood, there has been a new wonder that has been awakened in my heart. I don't ever want to lose that wonder. I know that life can jade you and I understand all of the psycho babble that people come up with to justify their bitterness and their hatred. But I want to tell you that in my world, I feel a sense of wonder that someone as wonderful and mighty and awesome as God would decide to robe himself in my weakness and he would submit himself to my my nature and he would come and dwell among us. Amen. Somehow I cannot help but praise him. And it evokes worship. I can't help it. When we, when we're driving down the highways and I start thinking about the Christmas message, I cannot help but lift my voice and sing along with those who are singing joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart, let every mouth proclaim his Praise today. Come on, let's do that for a moment right now. Look who's come into the neighborhood. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He has aroused a sense of gratitude in my heart. <laughs> I, I cannot tell you how deeply I have been moved today by just the simple fact that he loved us enough to come. He could have done a lot of other things, but he chose to robe himself in flesh and move into the dirtiest of neighborhoods. Amen. To the most unwanted section of town. He came because he loved us. Amen. I feel a deep sense of gratitude right now. When I look at you, I feel that sense of gratitude that God did not limit his work to just a few. When I look around this congregation today, I see people from every walk of life. I see people from every kind of background, whether you think about it or not, whether you even recognize it. Sitting beside you was a once broken down, beaten up, tattered garment vessel that was unworthy. Beside you was someone abused and tattered and hurt by life. But when they found out that Jesus had come into their neighborhood, They opened their door to him. And when they opened their door to him, he came in. And to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Praise God. He did the impossible. Amen. There ought to be some awe. I wish my brother could re-preach that message he preached a while back about awe. Christmas ought to, it ought to evoke an awe out of us. For with God, nothing, nothing, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen. Amen. His coming revived hopes and it inspired faith and lifted it to a whole new level. 
It brought a leap of joy to an unborn baby. Amen. Listen, folks. If an unborn baby could leap for joy at the presence of the Messiah, what's wrong with some of us who are full grown? The umbilical cord has been cut and we stand on our own today. There ought to be something inside of us that rises up with pleasure to say yes. I am thankful. I am grateful. I praise him because he came into my neighborhood. Come on, let's praise him a little while right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to close very quickly here, but and I don't have time to go into all of it, but when he came in that, in that first setting, what it produced in those who experienced it firsthand is telling. There are no less than five songs that erupt during this season of revelation that came to the world. When we look at the personalities of the Christmas story, we recognize that each of them speak a powerful message to all of us this season. A message of what his coming meant. And when you listen, you will hear the songs, the original, the first Christmas carols that were sang. You find them in the first two chapters of the book of Luke. There were the songs of Zechariah and Elizabeth and Mary and the angels and Simeon. And they sang the praises of the king of kings. In their song was the message and the theology that Christmas brought to the world. And that was that light has come to replace darkness. And peace has come to take away the war of the soul and joy has come to take away hatred amen the first christmas was filled with song the songs of christmas are needed even now to be heard again because these these divinely inspired lyrics were of those who were experiencing the wonder of his revelation out of darkness Out of confusion, out of desperation, out of long waiting, they all announce that God is here. He's in the neighborhood. Amen. Turn to somebody next to you and say, hey, look who's moved into the neighborhood. Amen. (laughs) Rich in wonder, filled with glory. Elizabeth's song of praise and happiness. Mary's song of of, of magnificent praise. And Zachariah's song of thanksgiving. And the angel's song of glory to God in the highest. And Simeon's song of gratitude. Amen. That if you wait on God, God will always show up. His coming into our neighborhood has liberated us. It has made life different. Light has come and pardon for our sins and guidance for those who have lost their way. 
All of those are the promises of his coming. Oh, what a difference Jesus has made in our neighborhood. Amen. Stand with me. Praise God. When he comes, the shadows flee. And when he comes, the path that was obscured became legible. When he comes, despair is gone because peace takes its place. Because he came, there is nothing that will ever be the same again. Anybody here thankful that he came into your world? Oh, hallelujah. Amen. He has released us from our fear. He has forgiven us of our sins. He has redeemed us by his blood. And the word, and the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Amen. I want them to sing that second song. When they started singing, I thought, thank you, God, I needed that confirmation. Amen. Amen. Put the words up there to that second chorus they sang, that second praise song. I know I caught you off guard. Come on, guys, you're good. Amen. Go back to the first of it. I want to go through the lyrics before we sing it. Because some of us just start singing it and we don't ever get the lyrics. We just get the melody, but we don't get the lyrics. Created from dust, you came and lived among us. You took on our frame. You walked in our pain. And now you're taking us higher. You stepped into time. And you laid down your life to save us. Put up the next one. You took on our frame, our shame. On the cross it was laid. And now you're taking us higher. And we go from glory to glory to glory. Why? Because he moved into your neighborhood. How is it that we enjoy the peace that we enjoy? Because he moved in next door. Because he came where you live. He didn't ask you to come where he was. He said, hey, I know you can't do that, but I can get to where you are. Come on, let's sing it a little while. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yes. You came and you lived among us. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. You took on our frame, walked in my pain, and now you're taking us high. Oh, hallelujah. You stepped into my world. Thank you, Jesus. praise join the praise of others as we lift up his name one more time oh we go from glory to glory to glory we'll never be the same oh never be the same hallelujah he'll take us higher
it ought to invoke a thanksgiving.